at that mountain that stood in my way could this be my last one could this be my fate how my heart beats so fearful with challenge awaits but strength rose up in me god's power and grace that's no mountain for a climber Know what awaits at the peak. Jesus is there watching over to see if his help I should need. He makes sure that his dear precious children don't fall so steep. That's no mountain for a climber When the maker of the mountain Is standing by me I beheld all the footprints That have been there before Through the cliffs and the rocks Till I could see them no more And I wondered what brave ones Would challenge such feet God said it's the saint's child That's gone on before me is there watching over to see if his help I should need he makes sure that his dear precious children will fall by the trials so steep that's no mountain for a climber when the maker of the mountain standing by me that's no mountain for a climber when the maker of the mountain is standing by me that's no Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Open your Bible, 2 Kings 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. As I was walking around today, I was trying to get my horses caught up. It seems like everything that I, I, I'm an overseer of seems to escape from me today. All my bulls are getting out every single day. I, I, I guess it's mating season or something, or the grass is greener on the other side, but I know at 6.45 this morning, I got a call that the cows were out. At 4 o'clock today, I got a call that the cows were out. 
Last night, I got a call that the cows were out. Over and, over. and it's not that we're not fixing the fence and trying to maintain the fence. They're just finding new ways out. I'm like, Lord, fill them cows up, make them so fat that they can't get through the fence. Help me, Lord. Lord, have mercy. You know, and, and I guess I'm just going to try to run a hot wire and try to keep them in. But, man, it just seems like uh, it's that time of year where the grass is greener on the other side. And, and I, I, I was walking around with the Lord today, and I was talking to him as I was feeding my horses. And, and we brought our horses home, and, and uh, I, I'm really enjoying it. Reuben gave me two donkeys a little bitty miniature donkey and a big size female donkey, and I named them Mork and Mindy. <laughs> and Mary said, Mork is in the house almost by the dryer. One of the horses pooped in the garage. Something pooped on the porch. She's telling me all this stuff. I said, welcome to the ranch, you know. Miss uh, Connie reminds me of the first time you walked over here to this church. I don't know if I can come over here with all this poop. I got to step over some poop, you know, to get here. And that's Mary's like, the, the Mork's in the garage, and, and there's horse stuff here and there. And, I, and, I, and so I was trying to clean that up. I was trying to get them in the uh, other side. I'm still working on some traps to make sure I can hold them all in. But I was talking with the Lord, Holly, and, and, and the Lord said, I, I want to fill the people up. He said, I want to fill the people up. He didn't say he wanted to fill the church up. He said he wanted to fill the people up. You see, we look at numbers and we think, well, the church is declining because some are leaving or, or, or we're not as big as we were six months ago or whatnot. And, and I know that people really struggle with this. Even other pastors struggle with this. I stopped struggling with numbers a long time ago. I just preach to the sheep that show up because they're not my sheep. They're his sheep. I'm just kind of an overseer. I'm just kind of an overseer. So if they come, I fill them up. I do my very best to fill up the sheep of God as they come to Caney Creek Cowboy Church. And as I was talking with him today, I had a bucket. Uh, we changed feeds. We got a cheaper feed, but it seems like it's going to do better for them. And, and as I was thinking about the feed, the Lord said, fill my people up. Well, we can get pastors to do that right now. If we can get church members to do that right now, if we can fill up people today with Jesus Christ, man, can you imagine what this world will go, where it'll be? We won't have an undivided party. We'll all be on the same page if we're all filled up. Huh? Somebody say amen. amen. You know, when I was growing up, you got one helping, Mike. Matt, I mean, sorry. You got one helping. Well, you got one helping at the table. You didn't get extras. No, the mom and dad just barely got enough that everybody got something, but you never got seconds. So you had to be satisfied with what came around first. Can I say this? Whatever it was, you ate it. You ate it. It wasn't none of this Justin Grimes meal deal that he got when he was growing up. If he didn't like it, his mama didn't make him eat it. Uh, that's you. I, I made him. I sat there. He sat there sometimes 12, 15 hours. Wouldn't touch them carrots. See you in the morning for school. I'm going to bed. But we didn't make him eat that stuff. She didn't make him eat that stuff. And, and now he's so picky. That boy can live off a hamburger and a steak, and he'll be tickled to death. Don't put nothing else on the plate. Just a burger that's plain with mayonnaise. He don't like any vegetables except for potatoes. Corn, he, 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 we got him to eat some corn. 
But when I was a kid, you ate what was before you. You didn't get seconds. Who grew up in a house where you really didn't get seconds a lot? Anybody grow up like that? But today we become a world where, where we become a greedy people. We become a glutton people. We become a people that, that give me more, give me more, give me more of everything else. Now watch me. I'm going to teach you something, Benny. We become a glutton people where it says give me more, give me more of everything else except for Jesus Christ. Give me more reality shows. I want to watch them crazy people do crazy things. Give me more sex. Give me more alcohol. Give me more ways that I can get high. See, we're learning to fill up. The world has learned to fill up on everything but Jesus Christ. That was in my spirit. I got, I got feed buckets, Scott, and I'm walking around these feed buckets, and the Lord says, fill up my people. I said, Lord, give me a word for them that would just fill them up. I, 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 was, I was just in awe of what he said. Where would you be tonight if you were completely full? <laughs> they asked me for a word of wisdom yesterday, and I gave them this word. If you knew that every battle that you were facing, that you were going to be victorious, would you not step in the ring? I would. I, I would step in the ring with anything or anybody if I knew I was going to be victorious. Well, the word that I brought yesterday was a word that you are already a victor, not a victim. That the Lord has already conquered Satan. He's already, he's already conquered Satan. He has the keys to hell and he's sitting on the right hand of the Father. And he's waiting for a return date. When God says, hey, hey, Jesus don't even know the day or the hour. But when God says, son, go get my children. It's going to happen. Go get my bride. It's going to happen. I can't wait for that day. As I was carrying those feet buckets, I remember, and this is not, we're going to be in 2 Kings, but I remember something that I read in, in, in Zacharias a long time ago, and I, it was about candlesticks and candlelight. How many grew up in, in those days, or, or your grandma had one? I know that we had some out here for, uh, for our Bethlehem city, uh, is those candles that had oil in them. And they burnt. They never stopped burning until it ran out of oil. There's a story, a cool story in Zacharias, and it talks about that. And I read that story, and I thought that's where God wanted me to come tonight. And so I read it again, and it talks about candlesticks, the light, constantly supplying the oil. The bowl had to be constantly connected to the olive trees so that the flame would burn. And that scripture made it so clear that the Lord is what we should be connected to. That's not where I'm at tonight. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord made that so clear in Zechariah 4 that we are to be connected to Him if we're wanting to be full. Who believes that tonight? That we are to be connected to Him if we're wanting to be full. I learned at Jimmy Evans School that sometimes I have to unplug and take me, take me a Sabbath. Take me a couple of days off so I can just be filled up with the Holy Spirit. Filled up because life is draining. I came home and I grabbed my brother down there. I grabbed some of you. I said, look, man, you are working way too much. You need to rest. I did. I shook him and said, man, I don't want you to die. I don't want you to die. I don't want to die. I need to take time and rest so I can be filled up. 
I learned that at school, and, and I, now I know because here two weeks later, the Lord has got me carrying feed buckets to feed my horses, and he says, fill up my people. And then I, he, he reminded me how the candle was lit because it was plugged into the tree. The tree had the oil in it, and as long as the candle was connected to the source, the power source, then it stayed lit. The moment you unplug, you're gone. You're burned. You're out. But if you stay connected, you stay plugged in, you're going to, you, man, I can't even get this out tonight. You are going to glow. And you are going to grow. And you're going to see things you've never seen before. And God will show you and take you places. I can't even imagine what God will do in your life if you just stay connected to it. He wants to fill you up. He does. I didn't even have a message for this. I was only feeding animals an hour ago. I, 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 and, I, and I began to think about this scripture that, that I've been studying on. But I, I'm connected to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will not dwell in an unclean temple. I'm just being real with you tonight. That's why you got to clean your life up. Clean your life up. Well, if she'll get clean, I'll get clean. No, you get clean. Let God clean you up so he can fill you up with the Holy Spirit. And if you stay connected to him, he will continue to find things in your life that are not supposed to be in there and continue to fill up those dark places with his light. He is the light of the world. The Bible says he is the light of the world. That no one can take that light out of you. Once you ask Christ to come into your life, once you really, really, really mean it, you really, 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 really mean it, and you ask Him to come into your heart, there's not enough darkness that can hide that light. You might have some dark days. There may be some dark days before us, but I can promise you, it will not stomp out the light of Christ in you. I don't know where I'm going tonight, so just kind of hang on with me. And, and when we connect with the Holy Spirit, uh, he, he fills up this vessel, and He's a never-ending source of power. And, and, and I found this scripture, and I wanted to help us tonight. Uh, uh, 2 Kings 4. Got my Bible? Let me hear you say it one time. Got my Bible? Y'all forgot to say that on Sunday mornings. Make sure you say, got my Bible, so we can encourage people to bring their Bible. One day the widow of a member of the group of the prophets, Elijah, cried out, My husband who served you is dead, and you know how he feared the Lord. But now creditors have come, threatened to take my sons as slaves. Listen to me. This is such a cool story. Here you got this guy who worked for the prophet Elijah, who loved and feared God. Touch somebody and say, You better fear God. <laughs> That's good stuff right there. This is a cool story. Get this real quick. He loved and feared God. He worked for, for the prophet. He worked for the pastor. He worked for the church. He worked for the ministry. And, 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 and here comes his wife, and she says, My husband who used to work for you is dead now. He is gone. And the people that we owed money to, they're coming to collect. And what they want, I ain't got nothing to give them. Anybody ever had somebody want to collect something from you and you didn't have nothing to get them? <laughs> y'all know nothing about that, do y'all, huh? We hide the cars around my house. I ain't kidding. 
Uh, we, we'll peek out and see if Renaissance out there. Renaissance, you out there? Uh, we, we, I'm just telling the truth now. Huh? Some the, man, don't go to rent a tire. They'll jack you up and take your tires now. My friend got some of those rent a tires. Boy, I came by his house one day. His car was up on block. I said, dude, somebody stole your tires. No, they made my payments. <laughs> I said, boy, don't rent a tire now. You'd be in trouble. But God wants to fill us up. God wants to cleanse us. God wants to take care of us. And he does that through his love. So here's this woman who, like us, has debt. A debt she can't pay. Let me get serious real quick. My sin was a debt that I could not pay. But God sent his one and only son, Jesus, to pay for that debt. On the cross of Calvary. And that's really what this story is all about. But let me get to it. She says, my husband who served you is dead and you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come, threatened to take my sons as slaves. He says, what can I do to help you? Elijah asked, tell me, what do you have in your house? This lady says, nothing at all except a flask of olive oil, she replied. Elijah said, borrow as many empty, say empty, empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house and your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. So she did, so she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her, and she filled them one after another after another. Soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to her sons. Her sons said, there aren't any more. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, now sell the olive oil, pay your debts, and you and your sons can live. Boy, that's a good story. Boy, ain't that God how, how he, he says, you know what? Oh, Mark Grimes, you was a sinner. But if you'll come to me and ask me to come into your heart, I'll forgive you of your sins. You were dead, but now you're alive. You see, this is where I have a problem, and I'll be frank with you. This is where I have a problem with Christians. God frees them, saves them, delivers them, but they don't want to help him. That saddens me. Here you got Elijah. Now let's just play this in our minds. Here you got Elijah, which represents the story of God. And a woman comes with her prayer. And God supplied and took care of her prayer, her need. Oh, has he done that for me? Oh, has he done that for you? Praise God tonight. Oh, has he done that for you? So it don't mind me, it don't mind me, is that a word? It don't bother me, it don't mind me to have to sacrifice a little bit for the kingdom. To have to give up a little bit for the kingdom. It don't bother me. It don't bother me a bit because he done so much for me. It don't inconvenience me. Whatever it is, it don't bother me. When Trinity Broadcasting Network called and said, hey, we need you to come right now. I had a whole day planned. I pushed it aside because I knew it was God saying, hey, come. We need, to, we, we need you right here. Something's got to get out. Something's got to go. Something's got to move forward. I, I love this story because here you have this person who was desperate. 
Y'all know anybody's desperate? Maybe you're desperate tonight. Maybe you need a touch by God tonight. Maybe you need a touch by God tonight. Maybe you're out of answers. Maybe you're like the guy with the devil tattoo on his leg. You don't know who's going to pick you up. You don't know where you're going to go. My Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is the answer. And what an answer he is. I'm going to tell you. I said, Lord. I said, Lord. I dumped those buckets of feed. And Justin's horse was over here eating and. And, and, and Dalton's horse was over here, and I got a new horse, and his name is J.C., and I say that short for Jesus Christ, or at least a great topic somehow I can tell people about him. And so I, I poured out the feed, and I had the empty buckets, and it reminded me of this story. And I looked at those buckets, guys, and I'm telling you the truth. I said, Lord, fill me up where I overflow. Fill me up where I overflow I still had Mork and Mindy to feed I had to go back and I had to fill them back up why do I come to church so I can be filled up (laughs) why am I involved in a ministry because so I can be filled up why do I use my gifts and talents so I can be filled up one thing I learned through hanging around with the blessed life Robert Morris was don't be ashamed to tell people your testimony and don't be ashamed to tell the testimony of what God is doing in your life we should tell the world tonight you and I should tell the world what God has done for us who can imagine who can who can imagine that someone could steal like Connie and Vic's truck and steal it from a hospital. That's evil. While she's fixing to have surgery, and they steal that truck from a hospital while Brother Vic's in there, and it's his pride and joy. It's his truck, and they thought it was all gone. It was like all hope was lost, and we looked, and, man, we looked in all kinds of places. We found the chop shops, but we didn't find the truck. But the cops found it. And matter of fact, it wasn't hurt. It was washed and cleaned and looked pretty doggone good. It was amazing. It was amazing. But it was an answer to a prayer. They didn't want another truck. They wanted the one they had back. You see, the lady didn't ask for more. She just wanted to pay her debt. She just needed help. You know, when we call on God, he helps us, folks. And he fills us up. So so as I fed those three horses and I looked at those empty buckets, I said, fill me up, Lord. Fill me up to I overflow. How cool would that be? Somebody grab that with me. Dean, how cool would that be if God just fills me up when I to I overflow? Huh? To I overflow, just overflow. You know, when they used to pour the oil, they didn't anoint people and dab them like we do today. Oh, you got an elbow hurt? Let's dab some anointing oil on it. Oh, you want us to touch you with? Let me touch. Man, back in the day, in the Bible times, when they anointed you with oil, they poured it on your head. And it flowed off your face and down your beard. And it flowed all over your body. Fill me up tonight, Lord, that I just overflow. That when I'm on the job, when I'm working, when I'm selling a car, cleaning carpet, whatever I'm doing, just fill me up, Lord, tonight. 
When I, 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 I had a bull rider last night, man, he was frustrating to me. He comes, he's the first one here. He puts on his glove, he tapes it up, he stretches, he puts his spurs on, he puts his boots on, he puts his chaps on, he walks around telling everybody what a great bull rider he is, and then when it times to get on a bull, he wants to ride the baby one. Can you get Clifford for me? Can you go get runt out the back for me? Give me that little downhorn bull that just walks around out there. Well, last night I was just frustrated because I don't want him to get hurt because at any moment Clifford can buck. At any moment runt can have a real good day. That downhorn bull, I don't even like to get in the pen with him. You ask Dave, he'll get in your back pocket so fast your head will spit. He's honoring. But when they buck, they kind of buck like beginner bulls, baby bulls. This guy wanted to talk to talk. But when it comes time to walk the walk, he didn't want to walk the walk, did he, Joseph? I had Norman around me, Joseph around me, several other people around. I was frustrated. He got down on the bull, then he got scared, and then he, and then he got off and took his rope and wouldn't ride. And he wanted another bull and this, and that, and the other. I said, you either get with the program. Listen, I think sometimes God gets frustrated with us. I'm teaching way better than y'all letting off. I believe that sometimes God gets frustrated with us when we don't allow him to fill us up. I said it again. We don't allow him to fill us up. We cut it off. We cut off the supply. When we don't want to forgive, when we don't want to change, when we like who we are, when we, when we, when we do wrong things, when we look at things we ain't supposed to, we don't allow him, Mary, to fill us up. I believe, <laughs> I believe that God gets frustrated but he still loves us. Last night, I was frustrated. I had some new church members around me. They could tell that I was frustrated. They were patting me on the back. I didn't know they were just happy I was telling them. <laughs> or they were just saying, calm down, preacher. And, but you know what? I, I, finally, he just made his mind up. He wasn't going to ride. I was frustrated. Holly, y'all were there. I was frustrated. And, and, and you know what? I said, you know what? I'm not going to let the devil win. I said, I'm not going to let the devil win. He was taking off his glove that he had had on for five hours. He was taking off his spurs that he had had on. I went and I said, brother, I tell you what. If you'll come to church, God will conquer your fears. I believe that today. Whatever I'm facing, folks, when I'm here, I feel better. When I'm around God's people, I feel better. When I'm serving, I feel better. Whatever I'm up against, I, 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 when I'm here, I feel filled up. I mean, just turning on none such road makes me happy. Huh? Y'all don't even know. Anybody feel like that? Just, just, just turning on none such road makes me happy. What I really love to do is, is drive by and see that big, beautiful cross. Carmen took a picture sometime last year of that cross on the new morning where it was just beautiful. And I, I, I still love that picture. It touches my heart. Somebody took a picture when we first put them up over the church and how the sun was shining and the sky was just a paintbrush of beautiful how God can make things. I was thinking to myself, I love to come here because it fills me up. It fills me up. But I need to be filled up when I leave here. I need to be filled up all the time. God, fill me up where I overflow, where it's shining on me. 
You see, the oil will make you shine. It will, it will glisten you. If you allow God to do something in your life tonight to fill you up, my prayer is that you would listen to God in this message because it's for you. I was just feeding horses. He said, fill my people up. The problem is we shut him out. We got to quit shutting him out, guys. We got to let him fill us up and quit cutting it off. You say, well, Brother Mark, I'm way better than I used to be. Granted, yes, but you can still be way better. That's the way I look at my life. I look at my life like there's room for improvement every day. Huh? Y'all don't know nothing about that. Anybody do that? Look at their life and say, you know what? There's lots of room for improvement here. <laughs> God wants to do that in us tonight. He wants to fill us up. Fill me up until I overflow. I want to overflow. I want to overflow. I believe, Allie, that we're in a season of waiting. And I don't believe we're waiting on the next president. Because we can't control who that's going to be. But I believe that we're in a season, Michelle, awaiting on Jesus Christ. If y'all don't believe me, tune in to John Hagee because he preaches it every week. The rapture is on its way. I think that we're in a season of waiting. And while we're waiting, we need to be filled up. And we need to allow God to fill us up tonight. Well, Brother Mark, how could he fill us up? I, I drove here. I, I drove slow coming here tonight because I really didn't have a message. <laughs> I really didn't. I just started thinking about the guy with the devil tattoo and how hopeless he was yesterday. Anybody ever been hopeless? I have. I have couch surfed, slept in my car, been in a four-by-eight prison for two and a half years, didn't know if they'd ever let me out. I have been in hopeless situations. I think God could fill us up if we put our hope in Him in whatever situation that we're facing. That's one way He, we, he can fill us up while we wait is if we put our hope in him tonight. Not in my job tomorrow, because jobs tomorrow don't last. You may not have a job tomorrow. Hey, there's some people in Canada right now we need to be praying for. There's 88,000 people without homes. We put our, 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 our hope in our home. Homes blow away in tornadoes and get flooded in when the high waters come, and, and the twister can take it away so fast. But I believe if we put our hope in Jesus Christ, not in our job, not in our money, not in people, but in Christ Jesus. God is the source of all hope. Turn with me to Romans 15. Go there real fast. We have hope that things are going to come together. It's not just wishful thinking, folks. It's the hope of Christ Jesus that's in us. Romans 15, 13. Got my Bible? Everybody's there, say amen. You're not there yet, say wait on me. Highlight this. Highlight this. Draw a circle around it. It's okay to wear that Bible out. 
So if I'm waiting on the Lord, I need to hope in Him. It's not just wishful thinking. Can I say this to you tonight? I don't get no lucky breaks. I get God's favor. <laughs> Y'all don't even get that. I'll leave that alone because I'll start in on the lotto. God is the source of all hope. Romans 15, 13 says, I pray that God, the source of what? Say it again. Will fill you completely with what? And what? Peace? Because of what? Trust in what? Say that again. Then you will overflow. Say that. With what? Confidence and hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's good stuff. I just taught y'all some amazing truth tonight. I just taught myself some amazing truth tonight. That if I put my hope in him and him alone, I can trust him, folks. Jerry looked at Lyle. My, My elders that I started with were Jerry, Lyle, and, and Brother Larry. And we had lost Brother Lyle. I mean, we had, we had lost Brother Larry. And Jerry came to Tennessee. And Lyle came to Tennessee. And I was in Tennessee. And, and we were burying our brother. That was a sad day. And then we turned right around. We had to bury Brother Tim. And, and, and brother, brother Larry, I mean, Brother Lyle told Brother Jerry, we got to quit meeting like this and let us not me and you be the next one. I was standing there when he said it. It was over there by the picnic tables. He said, we got to quit meeting like this, brother, and I don't want to be the next one. He said, I don't want to be the next one either. And then I get a call today from Brother Jerry that they're going to do open heart surgery on him next Wednesday. He said, if God's ready for me, I'm ready. I said, well, I'm not ready. You ain't even changed your will yet. He started the bee business. I said, you put me in your bee business yet? I don't want to get stung out of that deal. (laughs) I was trying to make a joke. I was trying to make a funny, but I really wanted him to know to put his hope in the Lord. I don't want to see any of us go down. And I dang sure don't want to see any of us go down in this world without a fight. So we have to put our hope in Jesus Christ. I said, Jerry, what time did they tell you to be there? He said, man, I ain't got that time yet. I said, well, I'll be right there with you. He said, oh, I know you will. You don't have to come if you don't want to. I said, oh, I want to. I want you to know that God is the answer, that Jesus Christ is on the throne. He hasn't forgot about none of us. He's got an answer for everything. He's got a reason why he does things. And then when all hell's breaking loose, I'm still going to put my hope in him. When, when, I'm, when I'm like the, the disciples, he's asleep and the storm is crashing up against the boat and I feel like I'm going to drown, I'm going to wake him up. <laughs> Lord, get up! <laughs> Some bad things are happening. He says, man, I, just hope in me. Just hope in me. So if I want to be filled up, Holly, i got to be filled up in hope. And this little verse contains two other things that we need to be filled up with, with joy. Where in the world is your smile? Where in the world is your smile? You need to start wearing that. And I'm not talking about a fake smile. I'm talking about real joy. The kind that can only come from knowing Christ Jesus. Where's your smile? 
I like that movie City Slickers. Anybody watch that movie City Slickers? What's that guy's name that starred in that show? Somebody, Billy Crystal, that's his name. Billy Crystal, he had lost his smile. And he had lost his joy. He was about to lose his marriage. He was about to lose his job. He was about to lose the respect of his kids. He went on that trail ride, and it was an adventure. Can I say this with you tonight? Going with Jesus Christ is always an adventure. That's why Paul says, count it all joy. When you're being persecuted, count it all joy. When they're talking about you behind your back, count it all joy. When, when you get fired, count it all joy. When, 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 when they throw you in the lines, then just count it all joy. God will never leave you nor forsake you. There's some truth in what we're learning tonight, guys. So if I'm going to be filled up, I need to be filled up with what? Hope? Joy? And then if I'm in the lines, then where's my peace come from? Like Jerry said, like Jerry White said, if God's ready for me, I'm ready. If it's my time to go, I'm ready. Let me ask you tonight, if it was your time to go, are you ready? Are you ready tonight? If we're to be raptured out of here and it's his time for us, are you ready? Have you made peace with your Lord and Savior tonight? Have you truly made peace with Christ? I pray you do if you haven't. I pray that whatever's hindering you from being completely filled up is squashed away from your life and put under your feet tonight. I, I want to say this. I pray that God will fill you up with joy and peace. Joy is different than happiness. It's complete. You know what makes me happy? To ride my horse, to ride my Harley, to get one of them old classic cars and pray we don't break down going to get some dinner. That stuff makes me happy. Hanging out with my friends, that makes me happy. But what really brings me joy is my relationship in Christ. My relationship in Christ has really brought such joy. It's also brought peace into my life where there was so much craziness and I'm done. Listen to me. I'm done. Trust. What do you trust in tonight? If I'm going to be waiting and I want to be filled, I want to be filled in trusting God. Me and Mary went and watched a movie Monday night. And this guy was being, uh, what do you say, uh, enticed by this girl in the movie. And, and, and he was a trustworthy, he was a trustworthy uh, husband. Anybody got a husband they can trust? Don't put your hands up. You just know. You just know. You just know. Anybody got a wife they can trust? You just know. You know you have your little jealousy tendencies. Don't be looking at him, man. What you looking at? What you looking at her for, huh? You know. Y'all know who y'all are. I, I hang out with y'all. <laughs> I'm not pointing. <laughs> but trust. Trust is a beautiful thing. If I'm going to be waiting, I want to be filled up with trust. We went and watched this movie. This girl was coming on to this guy in this movie, and he turned her down. He said, no. You know, he thought about it, but he thought that, you know what? 
it ain't going to be worth it to lose what I got. You see, when we take our eyes off of God, we lose what we got. Our hope, our joy, our peace. I told you, Justin, that these Wednesdays were amazing. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you something tonight. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to put all my trust in him, Tammy. As I'm getting filled up, as I'm waiting for his return, or, I, or it's my time to go, I'm just going to put all my trust in him. Completely. Completely. So this guy, he's getting, he's getting come on by this girl, and, 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 and he turns her down. He gives her a ride home because there's, there's bad activities happening in the neighborhood. So she, she needed a ride home, so he took her home. She tried to compromise him. He said no. The next day, they all worked together. Uh, they were in the back room. She came back on to him again, and she tried to kiss him. And about that time, his wife walked in. It wasn't pretty. I... I <laughs> I don't ever want to be in one of those situations, Lord. And, and, and so about the time his wife walked in, as, as, as it looks like she's trying to kiss him, but he's really trying to push her away. And they got in this big fight, and she left him. Got in this big fight, and she left him. She come back because she realized she married a man that she could trust. Now she come back and want to pull that girl's weave up out of her head. She did. She tried to do a snatch of rooski. <laughs> you touch my wife, I might snatch a rooski you too. <laughs> but is that even a word? <laughs> but but the cool thing was, the cool thing was through the fighting, through the through the through the separation, she realized I married a man that I could trust. Through the fire, my weakness has made strong. Through the trials and tribulations, my trust grow. Through every situation I've been through since I've been walking with him for 12 years, he has never failed me. And he's not going to fail you either. My son had this spot on his neck. Doctors wanted all these tests, but I just trusted. They said, we don't believe it's cancer. Give God a praise tonight. I just trust him. You may look like it's falling apart tonight. Just trust him. You may not have the answers. Just trust him. You may be in an uncertain situation. Just trust him. Let's pray together. I hope you got something out of this tonight. Dear God, put me in an overflow this month. Put this whole church on overflow this month. If anybody got this message tonight, I pray you overflow. I'm not talking so much about material things either. I'm talking about spiritual things. Somebody around me needs to know that Jesus is real tonight. They will know we are Christians by the overflow of love coming out of our hearts and out of our actions tonight. God, I trust you to provide all that we need at this church and all that we need in our lives. I'm excited about our future, Lord. And I'm excited about the future of this church. Because, see, I'm not in a hopeless situation. My hope is in you, Jesus Christ. I love you, Jesus. And I'm not ashamed to tell the whole world. Bless this night. I pray if there's somebody going through something tonight that they would just put their trust in the Lord. How do you do that? You by asking him into your heart. Just say, Lord, tonight I need to trust you. 
come into my heart tonight, Lord. Take anything out that is allowing me not to trust you. I need to trust you now, Lord, more than ever. Say that, I need to trust you, Lord, now more than ever. And mean what you say. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen.